quick warning. Some of the subject matter in these stories may be sensitive to some viewers, and as such, viewer discretion is advised. Also, if you have a true scary story you want to send my way, go to asthereavendreams.com slash submit, or check the links down below. And, of course, thank you. This happened to me about 11 years ago, when walking home from a friend's house at night. I'll just get straight into it. I used to live in a rural part of the UK, and have lived in rural areas most of my life. So, I was used to long walks, occasionally at night, especially before I could drive. They never bothered me too much. I would get creeped out occasionally, but... This one night was the most terrifying experience I've ever had. There was this one friend who used to live roughly three miles away from my house. He had cool parents, and my other friends and I would often go over to his house and play video games and hang out. Occasionally, this meant walking home at night if I stayed late. There were two ways back from his house. The roadway, which was about 5 miles long, and took about 30 to 45 minutes. The roads were very quiet and eerie sometimes, but they were lit by street lamps, so it never bothered me walking this way. The other way was a shortcut through some woods, which took off about 2 miles, and the wooded bit was about a mile long or so. I often favored the wooded shortcut, and have probably walked it over a hundred times. The woods were dark, however. Combined with the lack of ambient light due to living in a rural area, and you had absolute abyssal darkness. Luckily, most of the time I had my phone light to walk with, but sometimes my phone would die or the battery would be so low that the flashlight wouldn't work and I would just have to use my screen light. As you've probably guessed by now, this was one of those occasions. I remember my friends and I had just finished watching a film. It was nearing 10pm, so we all left my friend's house and headed our separate ways home. I contemplated briefly which way I should go, and decided to take the shortcut through the woods. I started walking away from his house and towards the path that headed into the woods. The streetlights dimmed as I entered the fields before the woods. I glanced at my phone, and I saw that my battery was really low. Only enough power left for a couple of minutes of flash, and then I would just have to use my screen for light. That wouldn't last the whole way either. As I saw the tree line approaching... I switched on the flash and followed the well-trodden path into the dark. To my dismay, my light died within seconds of entering, and I flipped my phone over to try and shine the way using the screen. As I walked, I looked out for all the familiar landmarks that I was used to seeing to ensure that I was heading to the right direction. Funky tree stump? Check. Half-fallen fir tree? Check enormous puddle that I had to jump over, check. So, all was going well. I was halfway through the woods when my phone completely died. 
I remember the moment it happened. I was engulfed in darkness. I'm not sure if you've experienced this level of darkness before, but it was so dark, I couldn't even see the outline of my hands centimeters in front of my face. Naturally, my pace slowed considerably, and I started holding out my hand in front of me to make sure I wasn't going to walk into a tree or something. I continued walking for another minute or so, until all of a sudden, a pungent smell hit me. Cigarette smoke. I glanced all around, but I couldn't see anything. Then, I heard it. A cough. I wasn't alone. Thoughts raced through my head. Who would be out in the woods in the dark? Are they following me? Am I lost? I quickened my pace again, throwing a little caution to the wind. I carried on walking and tripped slightly over a branch. As I regained my balance, I heard another sound. Branches breaking underfoot. What sounded like right behind me. The snapping turned into fast footsteps that grew louder and louder. I started sprinting. I felt the well-trodden path turn to brush. I felt branches, logs, and plants hitting my legs. It wasn't long before I fell. Hard. I was lying on the floor, holding my knee. I could still hear branches snapping around me and a voice muttering something. I didn't dare move. Then, all of a sudden, they turned on a torch. I couldn't see anything except for the beam of light, which seemed to be eaten quickly by the darkness of the forest. I lay motionless on the ground as the beam swept through the trees. I could still hear the person mumbling, a deep growl. The crunching of footfalls grew and grew. They were only several feet from me by this point. I couldn't breathe. The light went out, the snapping of the branches grew, and then... nothing. Quiet. My eyes were wide open, but I couldn't see anything. Then, I could hear wheezing, right above me. I wanted to cry. I wasn't sure if the person could see me or not. They could have been staring right at me and I wouldn't have known. This carried on for about five minutes until the crunching of leaves and snapping of twigs started up again and got fainter and fainter as they moved away from me. I remained lying down for another five or ten minutes, contemplating my escape. Like an idiot, I'd ran off the path and I wasn't sure which way was back to it, or which way was home. I didn't really care. I thought... I was going to walk in one direction until I left the woods and got home again from there. I knew as soon as I started moving again, if the person was still in the woods, they would hear me. Should I run, or try and sneak out? I opted for the latter. I slowly rose to my feet, listening constantly to my surroundings. I picked a direction and I started walking. I wasn't perfectly quiet but quiet enough to be sure that I wouldn't be heard from too far away. I kept hearing snapping sounds and rustling in the distance, and every time, I froze. I would hold my breath until I was happy that no one was there, and then start walking again. I repeated this pattern for what felt like an eternity, until eventually I found the path. 
I screamed for joy in my mind and I sped up my pace. After another ten minutes, I saw it. Light. Street lights filtering in through the trees. I had never been so happy to see a meager street lamp. But as I progressed to the end of the woods, my heart sank. At the end of the path was a black silhouette. Unmoving, contrasted against the light background, was the dark figure of a man. What should I do? Maybe it was a different person. Perhaps it's someone walking their dog. I froze, and I watched them silently, but they didn't move. At all. They just stood there like they were guarding the entrance to the woods, and I didn't know what to do. By this point, I'd had enough. I was so close to getting out, I decided to just run straight toward the exit. Straight towards them. I was a six-foot-tall young man. If they wanted to stop me, they were going to have a hard job of it, I thought. So, that's what I did. I started sprinting. The figure grew and grew as I reached them. I stepped to the side. I heard someone growl, The hell? Loudly and felt something clip the back of my head and tug the back of my jacket. I cleared the sheep gate in one leap and sprinted into the light. I eventually stopped running when I could see the first house and I looked back. The entrance to the woods was quite far away now and I couldn't see anyone standing by the entrance. Relaxing a bit more now, I finished my walk home. That's pretty much it. I know that I could have overreacted. It could have been someone out for a walk in the woods, a dog walker, or a camper, but what I thought was strange was that they didn't use their torch except briefly on just one occasion. Once they heard me, they also actively seeked me out. Who knows what would have happened if they caught me. In any case... I never walked that way home alone again. Not at night, anyway. Back when I was about 17, I took a job at a local fast food restaurant that had only one location, and they specialized in chicken. Not really relevant what they served, but... I will say it was probably one of my favorite places to eat, because it was seriously good. Plus, I had my own little way of making things even better when I ordered food. The quirks of knowing the kitchen. That said, as good as the food was, this place tended to attract some of the worst people. Both on the employee side and the customer side. I don't know what this personally says about me, but... I like to believe that I was one of the better ones there. We'd had the cops come in and arrest some of our employees in the past for drug-related charges. Typically, they went without a fight. There was one time that a guy tried to run at the cops with the fryer basket. That was sort of entertaining. He got tased, and that was pretty much the end of it. Anyways, this isn't a fast food horror story, though. I could send you one of those sometime. This is a story about one coworker in general, named Corey. Corey was probably the quietest person to ever work there at the restaurant, and the most self-contained person I think I had ever seen. He was the type to always move out of your way when you were heading in his direction. 
He would basically cower back when you approached him, and he was really, really antisocial. He wouldn't really talk to anyone, and was also pretty bad at communication, which can be a real problem when it comes to working in a kitchen, even if it's just fast food. Fast forward to him working there about a month, and I was stuck on a closing shift with him. It went okay for the most part. I did most of the cleanup work in the lobby and the front line. He had to clean the back where the cooking stations were. It was mostly normal, until right around the end of the shift when we were doing a final walkthrough of the walk-in freezer. I entered to check the shelves and do a once-over on the day dots to make sure they weren't out of date and were done appropriately, and he enters behind me. He then stares me dead in the face and asks, Is there really just the one way out of here? Like, if I were to shut and block the door, you wouldn't be able to get out? I kind of just stared at him with the look of, you're joking, right, on my face. He quickly stepped it back, saying, Not that I would do that, I was just curious. Like, technically, isn't that a safety hazard? I decided not to answer his question, and I finished up my checks. Then, I said we could go. As we left the building and I locked up, he asked me if I wanted a ride home. Again? I just kind of stared at him. I had my own car. It was the only other car in the parking lot. I thanked him, but told him that I could manage. He then asked me if I wanted him to follow me home just in case. This was seriously the third huge blaring red flag to blow out of this guy in less than half an hour. I told him goodnight, and quickly walked away to my car with my keys in between my fingers just in case. On my way out, I actually called the manager of the store and reported what Corey had said to me in the freezer, and mentioned that I didn't really feel comfortable working the shift alone with him anymore. My boss was an awesome lady, and she was more than willing to work within the confines of what the owner would let her. That night was the last night that I closed alone with him, or that he closed alone with anyone, actually. Every night he was a closer, there were now three people on the last shift. Of course, this wasn't the last time he did something creepy. About a couple weeks later, he actually asked me why there had to be a third person on our closing shift. I shrugged and mentioned that the boss just wanted to make sure things got done on time and done the right way. So, having three people made it easier. I then heard him mumble about how he missed just working with me at night. I let it go, mostly because I thought he wasn't going to be able to be that creepy person that he was being. That same night, he proved that thought to be an incorrect statement. After we closed... I was on my way home, not paying much attention to anything around me, when I looked up in my rearview mirror while at a red light. I then realized that he was seriously behind me. I had never seen him drive the same direction as I did when we got off work, but I had to think logically and accept that maybe, just maybe, he had a reason to be over here. I kept on down the road, thinking he would turn or pull off, but no matter what turn I took, he kept up behind me. At the time, 
being 17. I lived with my parents, so I called my dad and told him I thought I was being followed. He told me to come straight home and that he would be waiting outside. Sure enough, when I pulled in, my dad was waiting by the driveway with his handgun strapped to his side. And, sure enough, Corey had followed me the entire way. But when I pulled into the driveway, he sped past. My dad was obviously curious if I knew the guy. I told him he was a coworker that was a bit of a weirdo, and that he had been a bit of a creep to me in the past. He was pretty upset, which was understandable, but I told him that I had it under control, and that management was aware of the whole thing. That night was actually the height of all this. Not just him driving by, but what he did later on. It was a Friday night, and it was pretty late, but I wasn't able to sleep because of the whole thing with Corey following me. I was sitting on my couch and watching a movie to try and get myself to pass out, when out of the corner of my eye, I noticed a car had pulled into the driveway. I thought for a moment that they were going to just maybe turn around, but they sat there for a few moments, and I was a bit scared. I kind of shrunk down along the wall and peeked out the window, and to my surprise, I saw Corey walking up to the door. I was about to get up and just start yelling at this guy, but then he smashed the window to the door with what I'm assuming was a hammer. I stood there just freaking out for several moments. My dad came running down the stairs with his gun in hand and started screaming at Corey to get down. It all felt like it was in slow motion, but it was actually pretty fast. My dad seriously pinned him down to the ground when my mom called the cops. When they got there, I had to explain to the police what I saw and the whole situation with Corey at work. And honestly, it was a nightmare. I thought this guy was just this quiet, maybe a bit awkward dude, but he was legit crazy. He was arrested, obviously, since he was on the property and they did find a hammer by him when they showed up. I have no idea whatever happened to him. And sure, this may not seem like too much of a crazy stalker story, but for the short time that this guy stalked me, it was awful. I'm glad he didn't escalate any further than just smashing in the door's glass, but he also didn't have time to do so. Who knows what he would have done if he had gotten beyond the door. I'm thankful I haven't seen him since that happened, and honestly, Corey, I'd be more than happy if we never met again. So, my husband works nights and sleeps days, and I'm a stay-at-home mom which means literally 24-7, it's me and my kids due to not living near my family. They're about two hours away. One weekend, I just really needed a break of sorts from my kiddos, so I decided to go for the weekend to visit my family. The day before we were going to go home, my kid had run out of snacks, so 
I took my then 18-month-old daughter and my 9-month-old son to Walmart to get some snacks. Among having a good walk around the store, you know. Now, this Walmart is known to have panhandlers and such that hang out in the parking lot, but they don't usually follow you into the store. It's a relatively safe area, and I never had an incident like this before. My grandma had actually went with us, and she likes usually to push the cart. So, that means I was walking along sort of free of kids, and I accidentally bumped into a woman. I stopped and apologized and asked if she was alright. She was. She asked the same thing, and I was too. We then smiled at each other and walked our separate ways. I was still smiling as I was walking over toward my grandma and babies, and I noticed a man standing off to the side, kind of staring at me. Imagine a super skinny dude with a shaggy haircut, a goatee, and he looked kind of greasy. Not like a homeless guy, but like someone who just hadn't showered in a good three days. I didn't think anything of it at first, and I thought, you know, sometimes people look around and wind up inadvertently looking at you. No big deal. My family and I continue on down a few more aisles, when my grandma tried to discreetly motion for me to look behind her. Me, having no tact whatsoever, asked what was up, hella loud. She then whispered, that guy is following you. I at first had no idea what she was talking about, but I looked up and there he was. I got a kind of creeped out feeling, but not to scare her or my kids, I said, maybe he just needs something from this aisle, it's fine. Just to be safe, I put myself between them and the man and ushered them off to another random aisle far away from that one. He wasn't there right at first, which made me feel a bit better, but maybe I was also being creeped out for no reason. So, I just started to go about my business. I'm looking at random items in this aisle, household cleaners and such, and out of the corner of my eye, movement catches my attention. I look up, and at the end of the aisle, there he is, peeking around an end cap like he was trying to hide, literally just sticking the top of his head past the end cap so all that I could see were his eyes. I look at him and I make eye contact. He then backs away from the end cap so I can see him, and he's smiling at me. It wasn't like a, hi again, nice to see you smile, it was like a crazy... I'm gonna put you in my murder van, kind of smile. He's standing at the end of the aisle now, and staring me down with his creepy-ass smile, and I'm staring right back like a deer in the headlights. I then do something that was probably very stupid. I turned my back on him and began to move my grandma and kids along to somewhere else. As we exit the aisle into the walkway, I ask my grandma if we should leave. She said no, because who knows if he has someone waiting to help him in the parking lot. We start to wander to the front of the store, since there's usually a lot of people up there. My anxiety was beginning to kick in hard, and 
I look up and there he is, standing in the path we would have to take to get to the front. So, obviously, we turn and start to go back the opposite direction from him. At this point, we're basically running and make it to another aisle. At this point, we start trying to make a plan of what exactly we're going to do, and as we're doing this, unbeknownst to us, a security guard was nearby and had overheard. Let's call him SG for short. SG approached us and asked if we were okay. My grandma began explaining the situation, and as she's doing so, I look up, and there he is at the end of the aisle. I motion for my grandma to look. Both grandma and SG look over to see him. When he realized we were telling security about him, he waved at me and then took off to the front of the store with SG following. We wait a few moments and then follow to see this man walk through a closed check stand, still being followed by SG and out the front door. We then decide to wait a little while before leaving, because, like Grandma had said, we don't know if he had anyone waiting with him in the parking lot, but we didn't want to take the risk of bumping into him again. Then, after about 30 minutes, we made our purchases and left. He, thank freaking God, was not waiting in the parking lot. As an FYI, this is my first post, so please do forgive me. Also, I'm not entirely sure if this is the right place to post this story, so please let me know. For context, this happened a while back. I believe I may have either been 16 or 17 years old when this story took place. I just recently turned 20. I'd also like to note that I was, and still am, a small woman. At the time that this took place, I was probably about 5'2 and 82 pounds. Being as small as I am, I'm a fairly paranoid person, so... Maybe this won't seem like that odd of an encounter. Anyway, on to the story. I was walking around Walmart with my best friend, Catherine, just killing time. I noticed that one of the workers, an old man, was watching me as we browsed the aisles. If I had to take a guess, I would say that he was in his late 40s or early 50s. He never approached me, so I didn't think much of it. Maybe he mistook me for someone he knew. Eventually, after a while, we grew bored and we decided to leave. She dropped me back off at my house and went home. Just as I had crawled into bed for the night, I received a notification on my phone. It was a friend request on Facebook. I didn't recognize the name, so I opened it. I was shocked to see that it was the Walmart worker... The weird part is, I don't recall either of us ever saying my name while in the store. Even if I had said my first name, I certainly did not mention my last. I wish I would have taken a picture of it before I deleted the request, but I didn't. He never sent me another one, and he didn't message me. For that, I am glad, but every time I would go into the store, he would notice and watch me. 
it felt like he was following me around the store. Then, a year or so back, I had gone into Walmart with my boyfriend. We were killing time before a date, the movie wasn't starting for another hour or so. I was in a fairly nice dress and heels, I received a few odd glances, but those didn't bother me. What did bother me, though, was that man. The moment my boyfriend left my side to use a bathroom, he got closer to me. I'd been sitting on one of the benches outside the bathroom, and there was a door besides the one that I was sitting on. Not sure what it was for, but just moments after I sat down, the worker walked over to the door, maintaining painfully long eye contact with me as he passed through. Lately, I have not seen him on any of my shopping trips, and... I kind of hope it stays that way. About a year ago, I worked at a store in the mall. I was 28. The job was horrible because of the boss that worked there, which is a story for another time, but three girls I worked with made it so much better. One day... An elderly man walked in not long before closing and wanted to buy some items from the store. I checked him out at the register and he kept trying to talk to me about religion and asked me my religion, at which I told him that I was not religious. And then he started talking to me about hell and how I need to find God and whatnot. He then started talking to my assistant manager which was also a friend, and then he asked her too. She kind of brushed it off while saying that she believes in God, but doesn't care what others believe. He then changes the subject and tells me I look like his late wife, and I just awkwardly smile and say thanks. And then he asked me if I'm in a relationship, and I told him I was, and that was true. He tried to get close to me, and even carry on a conversation, but he was weird, and I just awkwardly smile and laugh. He walked out of the store and came back about ten minutes later, and proceeded to ask me if I wanted to go for coffee, and my friend chimes in and said that I was in a relationship because I am extremely shy with new people, that even when he was talking I was whispering back, and glancing around to be rescued from the conversation. And, thankfully, she caught on. He said something dirty to me, and I didn't catch it, but my friend told me after he left again that he was still saying sexual things. He came back one last time, still trying to get close to me at the counter, and it tried to get me to go out with him, which my manager made him leave again. I walk home from work because the mall was just a five-minute walk to the back gate of the apartment complex, and all I had to do was enter and walk to the front of the complex, adding about three minutes to the five. My friend absolutely refused to let me walk home, and had her girlfriend walk in while we were closing, and they walked with me to their car, and thankfully they did because he was outside, waiting for me at almost 10 p.m. I just looked down at the ground and kept walking while they were on both sides of me, escorting me to their car. 
they dropped me off at the front of my apartment and waited until I was inside to leave. I'm still so thankful to them because who knows what could have happened if they weren't there. So this was a collection of creepy encounter slash stalker stories. I'm probably going to start labeling these more as stalker stories than creepy encounters, as long as there is a stalker element to the story. Um, yeah, obviously terrifying situations to be in all of these, and hopefully you can take something from it. Hopefully you can take these and, well, hope you never have to use this, this knowledge, but if you are ever in a situation that is like these, you can at least know what doesn't work, I guess. Anyway, these are obviously entertainment, but at the same time, if they can even help just one person, then they've done their job. So, all that said, friends, if you enjoyed this video, please consider hitting that thumbs up button. You can also hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. If you're not new and you're already subscribed, welcome back. I love repeat customers. And also, you could leave me a comment letting me know what you thought of the stories, how you're doing, how your day's gone, what you did last weekend... Uh, what your favorite uh, Italian dish is. Mine's lasagna, believe it or not. I'm not going to insert a Garfield reference. It's been a while since I have, but I'm not going to right now. Maybe next time. All that said, friends, if you want to support further, you can go to patreon.com slash Dreams or hit join down below, where for $1 a month, you can get early access to content just like this, up to 24 hours early, so long as I'm ahead. And more, if you're on the higher tier stuff, you know. Anyways. All right. I hope that all of you have a beautiful day. I hope you remember you are loved, you are valid, you are important, and you should never, ever, ever let anyone tell you otherwise. And until I see you again, which should be the next video, hopefully, I would really appreciate that. But anyways, until then, friends, just, um, you know, sleep well.